This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Shroom Guy, Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is Bwong, the Blue Fungus. <laughs> and you are listening to... Welcome, movie lovers, inmates, and everything in between. Today, we're going to be talking about Toho movies, but not Dr. Head's favorite Toho movies. <laughs> we're going to be going on the on the wild side here, because a lot of people, maybe they don't know that Toho isn't just kaiju, isn't just for kaiju anymore. They also did some science fiction and horror movies in the late 50s and early 60s, and we're going to talk about one primarily, but we could also throw in a bunch of others that we've seen. You want to talk about? The one what we're going to concentrate today is called Matango, or known in the English market as Attack of the Mushroom People. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 1963, and was directed by Shiro Honda. So we're talking the big guns here, the guy that co-created Godzilla. And he crafts this weird little movie about seven friends. Well, maybe not friends, but they're out on, <laughs> on out on a schooner. They're out on a boat. It's a kind of looks like a setup for another uh Sherwood Schwartz produced uh television <laughs> show, you know, the three-hour cruise that didn't end up so well. But they end up in a storm at sea and they end up on this island and there's all this weird fungus and things start to fall apart from there. I don't want to give everything away, but just think mushroom people. And it's bizarre. It's it, it just first time I saw this movie, I, I literally was just literally freaked the F out. It is a bizarre little film. And you know, I, I don't want to get into, I just kind of want to open it up to the group. So, Let's talk about mushrooms. Mushroom people, not magic mushrooms, unless you want to throw in magic mushrooms. And sure, why not? So, do we? Uh, let's start with our uh, resident Toho kaiju expert, Dr. Head. Dr. Head? Uh, I saw this movie when I was about seven or eight for the very first time. Ooh. Um, and it scared me so badly. That to this day I have never willingly <laughs> eaten a mushroom. <laughs> I know what happens if you eat the mushroom. Oh, 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 oh. You know, and and uh, watching this movie again, uh, I felt all the same claustrophobia and impending creepiness and weirdness and that kind of fever dream quality of the production. Uh, the set, I love the set. It is it is kind of nightmarish and but but tangible. Everything feels and looks as dirty as it appears. Um, the mushroom people are creepy as hell. Uh, yeah, it it is a disturbing science fiction horror film that you know you, it's a it's a buildup, but the payoff the payoff is worth it, and uh, it just builds and builds to this really creepy uh, few minutes of nightmare um so yeah i i love the film it's it's dark and it's 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 got many of toho's you know 
character actors who've been in other films. Go on, Very big, say big names. You, you know who you want to talk about. Go on. Well, I mean, there's Akira Kubo, who's my favorite actor of the Godzilla franchise. I would like to meet him. And then, you know, of course, the beautiful Kumi Mizuno. Um, but uh, but my, my good story comes from meeting Kenji Sahara, who plays the uh, Koyama, the sailor, with, who's got the, mm-hmm. the tooth busted yeah. out. Yeah. And he came to G-Fest. Yeah, he came to G Fest one year, the you know the largest Godzilla convention on this side of the of the planet, and he was our guest, and he you know he talked about doing his movies, and so I asked him, um, I said you know it's one of my favorite roles of, of his, I said you know you play this character who's just this horrible guy, and you know and he's got a tooth missing. Tell me what ha- what what happened, and he said uh, I knew that I wanted this guy to be kind of off and kind of kind of not mysterious but but like a kind of like a a bad guy gangster and like what better way to do that than have this tooth missing so he went to the dentist and had the dentist pull that tooth from his mouth to give him that look i'm like i'm like oh my gosh and uh, i thought that was awesome and so afterwards you know he we were he was and I got him to sign my copy of Matango, and I told him the story about how it scared me so much that I never ate a mushroom. He just busted out laughing. He thought that was like the funniest thing in the world, uh, which that made me very happy to know that, you know, <laughs> I uh, still am terrified of mushrooms. That's what I'm <laughs> say it right now. I know I've never eaten a fucking mushroom in my life. So, so there, there's, there's my take on Matango, Matango uh, Blue Fest. Yeah. And uh, what's what's interesting is like a lot of the Toho films, you know, of that period, you know, they they explore Japanese culture post-World War Two, uh, mm-hmm. the effects of the bomb, nuclear testing. Yep. Again, this is a, a, a recurrent theme in yeah. a lot of their movies. And we're right back here again. But right. They, I, I, I thought to it a was, degree. Yeah. True well, great, the radiation I, I, is still brought in as a theme. It's an yeah. ele- it's, it's it's an element that keeps it connected to the, the larger picture. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. But it was also the, was obsessed with that. Yeah. But it's also yeah. interesting about the, the also the uh, kind of the thoughts on Japanese society, maybe where it was going, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Because they were real C- big civilization in general. Yeah. Not just right. Society, the, Japanese. Yeah. The morality society. play. Yeah. It becomes, yeah. you know, Lord of the flies, <laughs> um, which Two thirds of the way in, then becomes a a George Romero zombie movie. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a, a very this is a very screwed up movie. Um, I absolutely one of my all time favorite Japanese movies ever, and I mean I like some pretty weird Japanese movies. Uh, but this, yeah, D- when did this come out in 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 uh, on um, it came out on American TV? I know it wasn't released in the theaters, and I think Not it was. In America. Yeah, I think it was when it came out. Yeah, but I think it came out in American '65. The the dubbed version, mm-hmm. I think, it was in '65. I think something like that. And I remember seeing it, but I don't remember. You know, I I I was scanning my memory. You know, what was I doing in 1965? And you know, who, what host, horror host? This is where my mind ran. Was was possibly showing this, but I think I ended up. It was like a creature feature. It was just called the creature feature. And I remember seeing this movie on TV and even at the time was blown away. Um, the special effects, the mushroom growth, the, um, mm-hmm. the, the soundtrack, the, the soundscape is, is phenomenal. And I was really curious about that. So I went back and watched 
um, a subtitled version and then watched the dub version and, you know, kind of compared the two to see not not that much difference. There's differences in some of the uh, variations of what the interpretation of the script, the translation, um, because that that becomes a whole conjecture thing out there of uh, at the end of the scene and what he says, you know, when he turns mm-hmm. um, to uh, yeah the, I, I i guess this is a spoiler alert um episode but it's and the other thing i want to say about it before i even forget because the first thing the, the oh this this excites me that opening scene <laughs> and then becomes the closing scene that is I'm sorry, man. That's brilliant. That's yeah. that's as good as anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and another another observation. I think Cronenberg and Lynch watched this movie when they first watched it, and they probably watched it on TV, and they probably went, "Oh Jesus, this is great!" Because um, talk about body horror. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. It's right. Just, and mind and, yeah, mind yeah, horror. Yeah. 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 And this, you know, there again, it, it is, you know, it's a movie about the breakdown of civilization. Yeah. And um, I agree with your observation it, of the beginning and end. Yeah. It, it, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, it, it, it takes a page from Curse of Frankenstein mm-hmm. in that regard. You know, yeah. the book, yeah. you know, you didn't get the flashback. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I really like that. Yeah, it's great because you got the the ne- the cityscape, all the neon signs, mm, and yeah. then you and then you pull through the bars, and then you just hear them talking, and it kind of yeah, it's it, yeah. it it just start to finish. Um, and I I didn't see this movie until much later, but I I mean not only as creepy as it is, but it's just like you said, it's just bookended so beautifully. Everything is just it's just wrapped up, and it's just ah, it's just phenomenal. It's definitely a movie that sticks with you, much like a fungus. So yeah. You know. Yes, and it's you know it really has a psychedelic air mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. air to it. You know, I mean, very psychedelic in in many the the, the all of the hallucination scenes. <laughs> you know, that's what there there again. I'm you know that's to me that's just brilliant, and that's you know the the um, just the brilliance of the artists involved. I think, and it's a little early for psychedelica in America, sixty three. That really didn't come on a little bit till mid later sixties, as far as I'm aware in popular culture. I could be wrong there. Yeah, it's, it, it it is a little late. Yeah, there again, you know, probably good. Probably sixty five. That's when it yeah. came to American TV. Sixty four. Six, actually, sixty four. Uh, if you want to get historically, because that's when that's when the British invasion happened, and that's when psychedelia happened. Because at the same time as the British invasion, the West Coast. Uh, movement was going Joplin, Hendrix, all of those, you know. Oh, oh, a big aside, sorry. <laughs> Gadfly, what do you think about this movie? You haven't said much. But I'm just listening to you guys because you obviously know more about the this movie um, and the fact that Toho did anything but Godzilla films. I had no clue. All right, so I've never even heard of this movie, never seen it. Um, and I only watched the dub version here. Um, and after I got done with it, I'm like, I need to watch this a couple more times. Um, j- mostly because I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, I really was, you know, trying to think of clever things to say about it. And sometimes that kind of gets in the way of just watching the movie and enjoying the movie. Um, you know, so all the mushroom jokes, like, I'm like, what's the morale of the story? What's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the, nice. uh, you know. 
but uh, yeah, I really like the fact uh, that they had all this this fairly large cast of uh, characters, but they kept them all very simple, kind of one note characters mm-hmm. that served the story. Um, and so they, you know, we didn't get really too lost in the characters. Uh, some of them were a little bit more mysterious. Like, I, so you're talking about people I can't, I, I can't even identify who you're talking about at this point. The guy with the tooth missing was he the guy that made the they got the gun cleaned up? No, no, that, that was the, that was the the owner of the boat. Okay, yeah. right. The guy yeah. that hired the, the boat. Yeah. The tooth missing. He had the red tank top on and the white hat. Okay, right, he right. always wore sunglasses. Yep, always right, wore. Right. He <laughs> always wore. He and yeah. that guy always wore sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. I think he's right. the one who discovered the canned the ca- the cache of the cache of uh, food. food. Yeah. yeah, he was the evil Gilligan. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yes. He yeah, wasn't and, a good buddy. Yeah. Little buddy. And, and I, I kept thinking of Gilligan, you know, at first, but uh, I think they do a really good job of dispelling that. Um, and I think the only reason I thought of that was because of the little musical number on the boat that they did. Oh, yes. With the, the you know, the woman singing, and she's the real outgoing one, and the other one's the kind of Mary She's Anne. the ginger. Yeah, Mary the Anne, ginger right. and the Mary Ann <laughs> yes. and that kind of stuff. But uh, what, I, what I agree with... Uh, um, uh, what Dr. Head was saying is that the production design is phenomenal. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's really well done, and the fact that they could use that canted uh, camera angle because the boat itself was kind of you know supposed to yeah, be yeah. so lopsided a little bit, um, and the color schemes that they used, you know, because uh, a lot of times control control of color back then was not you know what they could do now, um, but it was very. Um, a very good use of green and then red fungus, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just kind of that the, the, the semiotics of that stuff. And I agree, the soundscape and then the creepiness of the mushrooms um, and the almost weird uh, tonal change of the movie, you know, from mm-hmm. the beginning to the end um, was uh, just really good and great acting, you know. And I had some music. As I said, I thought this was an excellent film. Yeah, it's, I think. You know, we watched three films for the episodes we're recording today. Um, I would say this is clearly the the most unique. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's just unique. <laughs> it's not most unique. Um, it is very unique. Yeah, but n- no modifiers. Unique's just unique. That's it's uniquest. Yes, yeah, uniquest. Uniqueness. Um, yeah, um, it could have been called Fungus Among Us or whatever, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> well, in, in Japan, it is Matango Fungus of Death. That's there you the go. full yeah. title. Right. Yeah, so and it's, yeah, that, I, that should teach you enough to not get your damn mushrooms on your pizza. So. And, and now I want to go find other Toho-produced uh, movies that are not in the kaiju uh, realm, you know, just because now I'm curious mm-hmm. what other kind of stuff they were doing. Uh, well, we have uh, the H Man was another one, and mm-hmm. heard of that one. Is, is it the Human Vapor? Is that the Human third? Vapor is Human one? Vapor. Um, then they did like the Mysterians, which mm-hmm. I don't see as a kaiju movie. There is a robot, but it's not a kaiju. Uh, you right, know, it's an invasion of aliens. They've yeah, um, yeah. I, I agree. I don't think it's yeah. Yeah, uh, the Gorath, which is mm-hmm. more uh, on the lines of Deep Impact, with a giant walrus than anything. Um, and there are a, a few other ones that have monsters, but they're not prominent, like Orichi, the eight-headed dragon, which is more about the a retelling of a Japanese folk tale, folklore about the origins of Japan, the mythic 
origins of Japan and things like that. And Daimajin series, which oh, yes, those are awesome. You know, and yes, I again, yes. I would not say they're kaiju films. No, those are no, really beautifully wonderful period pieces oh, of mm-hmm. Shogun. Yes, period with a supernatural or spiritual or magical element yeah. to them. Yeah. Have you seen any of those, Gadfly? Any of the Dimension? No, but I've, I've heard of Mysterion and the H-Man or whatever it is. Yeah. I think those are yeah. two, just I think um, uh, Dr. Tar has mentioned them or tried to get mm-hmm. me to watch them. And a lot of times I'm like, I don't feel like watching a Toho yeah. movie, but I'm, that's now changed. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I, I want to, I think we should probably look at some of those films for a future podcast as well. Sure. Just because I think that's a good, like, there's probably a lot of people like me who have never even knew that those existed or, you know, what they're, mm-hmm. what they're like uh, in terms of being different than uh, the kaiju stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Toho's done all kinds of stuff, historical, you know, features, um, gangster movies, all kinds of things. Yeah. Lots of, lots of genre. For sure. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But it, it also fingers in a lot of different. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a movie studio. They're gonna, yes. you know, they're gonna produce yes. movies of yes. different kinds of genres. And yes. it just so happened that they struck with the the kaiju stuff, and yeah. it just like it became like, oh shit, we made money from this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And let's see how but, cheap we can make it, and how much money we can make from those cheap. Films. That's what happened. Yeah, the, it's what the happened. First run, you, yes, yes. run of every run. Yeah, it's yes. kind of kind of been that way. So, except for uh, Shin, I think that one they they put the money in, and it was right, well worth right. it. Yeah. Now I haven't seen Human Vapor yet. I'm planning on trying to track down a copy. I have seen the H Man. Little disappointed with that, but we can talk. Like I said, we can talk mm-hmm. about that in a future. Yeah. Podcast. But yeah. but Matango though, by far, is yes. one of my favorite, just because of how off the wall weird and you know like you guys are talking that that sort of like seven characters they so you got this intimate group it's it's the the claustrophobic feeling the soundscape the colorscape everything about this is just Mm -hmm. just you know it It and for me just hits on every it does it does and i don't think i think gadfly you might be a little disappointed with some of the other ones not i think the mysterians is just as fun yes i was going mysterians is really good Uh, i think the mysterians is 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 yeah pretty and the the, the dimension series i think and they are really good I would yeah. recommend yeah. if you right. There's three them. of those. Yes. Um, yeah, totally, totally worth viewing. They're they're gorgeous Absolutely. looking films. The way they're shot they as are. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but some some are lesser so than others. Uh, you know, but but those are those are worth watching for sure. Yeah. So it, it was really a, a pleasant you know surprise that this because when somebody says Toho, I'm like, well, I've really got to be in a mood for like the Godzilla flicks and that kind of stuff, especially since I just kind of binged on all the ones that are on HBO Max. Um, <laughs> and they're good as long as you don't watch more than three in a row. <laughs> you know, and you go, all right, that's, uh, you know, it gets to be kind of goofy um, at times where this didn't, I mean, and I really would like, you know, now I want to look into the production designer and the creature designer and, and what other stuff that they've done because, um, I think there's, I would also like to see who they influenced because I think that like prior to this movie uh, and after this movie, I think we're going to see production designers that are looking at that. Like, you know, what, who is it? Uh, Feather, you were saying Cronenberg and Lynch and stuff were probably very yes. aware of this movie. 
um, and and looking at it, and I was like, I bet John Waters loves this movie. As well, John Waters you know? is in the movie. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say, oh, well, I agree. It, it, yeah, and that's why I said it. You know, I think I think I saw it in '65, so I was 15 when I saw it. Um, and it, you know, this is one of the few movies that I really remember affecting me. You know, um, like Doctor Head said, it's a very creepy movie. But it also fascinated me, you know, because it was so different than anything else I'd ever seen. Anything I'd ever seen at that time in 1965, you know. I mean, I was starting to see some stuff, but that's that's when I, this is like, probably this is the, the birth of my interest in, in out there films, you know, because this movie was so, so bizarre. Um, the Coen Brothers, I man. Yeah, this movie kind of reminds me of a Coen Brothers movie. Jeez, and you, you, it'd be interesting to know what you know those guys think of Matango. <laughs> what, what you know, what when the first time they ever saw it? Yeah, it'd be pretty, pretty interesting. It's also interesting that, um, like, I don't really collect movies like I used to. Um, you know, I used to because I think I've owned most of the movies I love four times or whatever because oh, VHS, oh, yeah, you know, extended cut, <laughs> oh, DVD, oh, Blu-ray, um, laser disc. But I've been, yeah, <laughs> laser disc. I I skipped that one. I couldn't afford that. That was, um, but I would really like to see or obtain a copy of this in its highest quality, you know, and if it's like been remastered or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a few movies like that, that I want to see, um, that I want to see like really well done and good prints. Um, and I know one of these is going to sound really stupid, but it's Ed Wood's, what is it? Night of the ghouls or whatever. The, what's the really weird one with the uh, stage uh -huh. and the, the instruments that are floating. It's kind of yes. almost like a surreal yes. movie. Night of the Ghoul. Yeah, and I I would really like to see a copy of that, you know, in really good quality and just like sit and watch it because I remember watching that and I thought this is almost avant-garde. I mean, this is yeah. a really weird, you know, uh, movie. I don't know, uh, but this you know the attacker. Uh, what is this? Not attack of them. What's the, What do they call it? Mantango. Matango. Matango. Yeah. Matango. Matango. I would like to own this, so I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go look for it uh, because I'd like to see the uh, subtitled version and uh, you know the dub. I like the dub version was kind of cool. I mean, I sometimes you can tell people are having a really good time with their dubbing, <laughs> and I think they did an actually good job. I think I, I wonder if the people dubbing stuff goes, "Oh, this is a good movie. Let's try to do a good job of our dubbing," you know, or they go, "No, they're just saying what, what's that paycheck at the end of the day." Oh, okay, all right. Well, just, you know, I'm trying to be an optimist here. <laughs> yeah, some of them have to love it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I, yeah, you can so, you can get Matango on Blu-ray. It's just not it's not available. It's hard to find. It's yeah, uh, a version came out in two th by Toho in 2017. So yeah, I've been trying yeah. to track it down. It's kind of hard to yeah. find. You can get the DVD relatively easily. Um, but I would rather get Blu-ray because I'm thinking they, they struck a pretty decent print for that. Yeah, You'd be surprised. On on the remastered box set that came out with Godzilla, uh, came out with Blu-ray, a lot of the people were not happy with some of the transfers. So I, I would not guarantee a better print from like a master print under Blu-ray. Yeah, But I, I'll do some looking around. I know people – because. I don't even know if I have a copy on Blu-ray or not. I know I, I don't. I just don't know. But, um, you know, if I do, you're welcome to, to, to watch it anytime, Gav. I'll send it to you. But I'll check and see what the what the ratings are on it. Yeah, I, I just haven't gotten into collecting things. Uh, but, you know, now, you know, 
and this is one of the things that I um, really like about kind of what we've tried to do sometimes with this podcast is to find some more unusual stuff or stuff that people may not be uh, really well exposed to. Um, and it's what I'd like to see more of only because then I get to watch stuff that I'm exposed to that I don't know about, you know, because you guys have a lot more uh, a wider uh, knowledge and, and gamut of the stuff that you watch. But it's also been making me go back and uh, scour through um, the the back channels of uh, Amazon Prime or, you know, any of these uh, Tubi um, and, and some of these things that have some much more bizarre um, films. Um, not all of them good, but, you know, I mean, we got things like The Greasy Strangler, which, you know, I when I watched that movie, I was like, I don't know, what is, this is too weird, it's too long, blah, blah, blah. But after we started talking about it, I'm like, oh, I love that movie, you know? <laughs> um, and I love the music of that movie, and I lo- there's just all kinds of uh, really cool stuff about that. But, I, you know, that's the experience I had with this, you know, Matango, or Matango is... Uh, really good i mean i'm like i haven't seen a good movie like this in quite a while um and then the fact that it's an older movie you know from the 60s you know and i haven't uh, haven't even heard of it um uh, it was good you know as i said it's a pleasant surprise it wouldn't surprise me that toho probably would in in 63 have a a 50th anniversary edition blu-ray come out it wouldn't surprise cool. me. They've been into repackaging their movies in, in different ways. Like Criterion did a whole big thing of the of the Godzilla run, and I think Gamera just got released on Blu-ray as well. That's not Toho, but um, so there's a nostalgia for these things. So it would not surprise me to see that. Cool. Hey, so let's uh, some fun facts about Matango. Uh, the makeup effects got the movie into a little bit of trouble in Japan. Uh, there were yes. some places where they they weren't allowed to release it because of the similarity to victims of the atomic bomb blast. So, and it also some... looks like an atomic bomb blast. Yeah, it exactly. Yeah, so it, it it ran into it got into some trouble, and I and I think that probably greatly impacted um, the makeup effects, especially at the end when we start seeing the transformation. It's you, I, I have to admit that's that's the, if there's like a downside, it's like at the end I wanted to see some more horrific transformations, but it, it, it felt a little like, mm, and I'm like, but you know that's okay, I get it. It's this culture. I, I'm not gonna get on the cultural impact there, um, but still, you know, it was interesting that even this movie in its native market ran into some trouble. And the story is uh, based on a short story by William Hope Hodgkins from 1907. Yes. Yes. And was adapted to a television drama um, called, I think it was called Suspicion, what was it, Suspicion? Yeah, Suspicion, 1958. So like they, and I, and it's interesting because I, I was watching some of this, um, uh, the, somebody actually uploaded the, the um, a VHS copy. It's really, really not great quality, but it's like Alfred Hitchcock's, uh, a voice in the night as I think is one of the original titles. I'm like, help Hitchcock. That's not whatever, but it's where this whole story is based on. And I'm like, so this thing's been around for a long time um, and has been adapted multiple times in, in different uh, presentations. And uh, I was looking up the history of it and that's, you know, um, Ishiro Honda, you know, knew of the story and used that with some of the, you know, Japanese folklore around mushrooms and stuff like that to craft this movie. So, yeah, good stuff all the way around. 
Yeah, and I think we'll definitely have to get uh, Dr. Tarr's uh, opinion on this movie when he returns from the used, used rubber room. Um, so yes he 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 is a big fan of this movie yeah you know another piece of trivia at the end um thinking uh, sorry to interrupt yeah but um before your um what you were saying earlier about the uh the dubbed version versus the subtitled version um at the end when he turns he says i ate them the subtitled version, when he turns, it says, to what purpose? And some say, when he turns, he says, I never ate the mushrooms. It's, that's what he does say in the, dub, in the subtitled version. I never ate them. Depends on which subtitled version. My oh. subtitled version said, to what purpose? I see. So, yeah, I just, that's a point of hmm. trivia that. Right. Here again, it's, it's translation, you know, and how right. people are translating, and that's interesting in in itself, I think. Because I wondered how else is he going to get the the start of the the fungus if he hadn't right. eaten them? Well, well that, yeah, but it, was because it was all well. One of the the theories is that it was not the mushrooms that was doing it; it was the radiation. You know, oh, because this was okay. if you think about all the radiation comments and all of that. The talk, um, you know, I said it before. Honda, this was a key theme of his yeah <laughs> you know gojira is that's that's the key theme of that of that movie and he has always got and the studio tamped him down on this a little bit you know and that's why i think it's kind of odd because it just i think that it just became uh an exercise in in pure artistic creativity <laughs> you know and i i firmly believe that on, on, on this on this movie but it's interesting that you know what what somebody says in one language and, you know, to be translated into another language, you know, it's just interesting how that can be interpreted. <laughs> That's yeah. You know? So there's always, there, there's, there's, it just shows there's always a little barrier there somewhere, you know, but we seem to get by it, especially with the visuals. You don't need those words. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, What's the discussion had, of the this movie had the visuals. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. I'm done. I'm oh, done. I was, I was just saying, uh, was the discussion of the radiation as apparent in the dubbed version, Gadfly? Or do you remember? It was. That? Was it a professor feather? Okay. Yeah. Um, Did you notice it, Gadfly? Yeah. When they were talking? Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. immediately when, the, the, mm -hmm. as soon as they brought radiation in, I went, oh, Godzilla, you know, and the, yeah. okay. whatever the zeitgeist of the, you know, Japanese people was after, you know, Hiroshima and, and uh, Nagasaki. It's well, been a it's long not... time since I saw the the sub or the dubbed version, so I had not remembered how much they focused on that. Because I do remember at the very end that was the scary part when he turned as a kid, because he says, "I ate them too." Because I thought, "Oh no, he's going to turn into one," you know. Um, right. So that's interesting that that because it does affect the mushrooms; it would affect everyone. That that's really a makes it a much darker film. Well, I also got the impression that it was because, you know, mushrooms spore. Um, so it's well, wherever the fungus yeah. is going to be, it's going to be in the air. And you, when he walks into the, the captain's cabin, mm -hmm. he that's the first time you see him cover his mouth. And it's because they freak out because it's red. You know, they get look in there and they're like, right. oh, man. It's everywhere. The first, right. the first mushroom person they see dissolves, fades out. He was a vision. Yeah, and that's 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 where a point of contention. Some are saying 
this is all due to radiation. And but oh. other people are saying exactly what you said, Gadfly. No, it, spores, <laughs> and spores are going to give you yeah. that hallucination and start pr- you know priming you. And let's face yeah. it, that's another thing I love about this movie is. We are prime nutrients to these creatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We right. are we are sought after. We yeah. are treasures. And the hallucinations I, I like, actually. I like that. I like that. That's true. What's well, so the hallucinations begin before they get to the island? They do. They actually. You see they the do. ship, the ship yeah. coming. Yeah, like it's going to run into them, and it kind of makes yeah. them pass out. And that's, that's another another point that several times they show that the ghost ship. I would call it. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. That shot, that 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 image is just is just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I, every time I see it, I go, "Oh man, it's a gorgeous." Get your heart song. out, Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous. Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. Hey, this that is, was an Akira right? Kurosawa moment. Lots of Akira Kurosawa moments in this film. In yeah, it, it, it is. It is. A, I think um, even amongst kaiju fans, it's just regarded as one of the best of that Toho put out mm-hmm. because of everything we've said. Yeah. And it, it is a gorgeously terrifying movie. Yeah, you know, all a, those that is a true. great way to put it. Gorgeously terrifying. Yeah. Gilligan's yeah. Island meets George Romero. <laughs> and Carlos. Five and, years before Romero did Zombies. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. It's and, like Romero basically has Attack of the Night of the. He's Mushroom another guy. He's another guy. Probably watched it. Oh my god. Yeah, Night of the. <laughs> I Mushroom love Beast. this. That's what that's what his movie is. Yeah, I think Carlos Castaneda loved this movie too. <laughs> dead air. And there's the dead air. <laughs> Carlos Castaneda just created dead air, folks. All right, Here so we go. <laughs> Back of the castaneda. Any last thoughts? I'm going to shake, shake my castanetas. <laughs> no. I don't know. Um, I, I the only thing I'd like to throw in is I would like. I'm not a big remake fan. I would love to see this movie remade with with modern makeup work, not CG. But I think there is just maybe pushed a little bit further. I think you could have a lot of fun with this story. Something like Rob Botton did in the Howling with the with the bubbling bladders, yeah, you could kind of bubbling up. Even absolutely, I mean, yeah, uh, Bo yeah. Welch. That might be kind of that might be kind of cool. Um, actually, it would be I'd be really skeptical because I think it'd be just too easy to, I don't know, to fuck things up. But yeah, and they'd give it to Tim Burton or something, right? And the mushroom people would be going, "That's weird. That's weird." <laughs> Check out my hair. Yeah, yeah, because there's that. You do see the the trans, the transformation of the, the one mushroom guy. He looks like Freddy Krueger. You know, got the sweater on almost, and they got the, like the all the bubbles on one side of his head. You know, yeah, that would be kind of neat to see those oh, yeah. all bubbling up. What's this? What's this? My head is now a dome. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, now you've done it. Tim Burton's going to start writing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. All right. I'm sure Tim Burton listens to us. Oh, here we go. You're welcome, Tim. Yeah, I've and Tim, guys. Tim, we're out of here. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! And you are listening to 
Un that crazy insane radio. Mushroom. <laughs> a tango. Fungus. I'm just a fun guy. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Another episode. That was a good one. Hey, unsaneradio at gmail.com. We Freaks welcomes back their creators, the Blue Feds. Thank you. We Freaks on Facebook. Thank you. We Freaks on Facebook. Mark Justice. Oh, wait a minute. Mark Justice, comma, writer. <laughs> That's right. All about uh, Tar and Feather Psycho Cinema. Enter all of that and you will enter, you will receive a prize. Enter that line. Tar and Feather Psycho Cinema in Facebook and you will receive a prize. Dr. Tar is trepanning. <laughs> trepanning the light fantastic. <laughs> or the light mediocre. <laughs> we are on Twitter, so I'm told. I think we're on Reddit. <laughs> we, we're on no, Been There, we're done on, that. Yeah, we're on Fredit. We're on Fredit, too. Yes. I can't wait. You got to follow Reddit. all the permutations, kids. Keep up with us. Come on. We're not running that fast. <laughs> Look at us for crying out loud. Pass that psilocybin laden Kool-Aid.